0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 13th installment of In Real Life with Evan Halpern. I am Evan Halpern. Today's episode will be about the Republican debate, the first Republican debate that happened last night. In the coming days, I would like to push out one about Vivek and Bill Maher. They did a podcast interview type thing together. I would like to do one on that. And of course, Trump was not in this debate, instead he went to go and went... To do an interview with Tuckle Carlson, and that dropped about 30 minutes before the debate started. And I believe it actually got more views than the debate, and I would like to do a podcast on that. But today for you I have the first Republican debate. Gonna go through who's in it, kind of the major talking points that happened, and there was some crazy stuff. So without any further ado, let's go. So in the actual debate on the debate stage, you had Vivek Ramaswamy, who was my favorite candidate out of all of them, Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of Florida, For- Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, former vice president Mike Pence, Tim Scott, the- a South Carolina senator, Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of Arkansas, Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota, and Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey. And the debate was ran by Brett Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. So it was clear who was running the debate, really. It was the four people in the middle. Vivek, DeSantis, Haley, and Pence, and Chris Christie got to talk as well. Tim Scott did not talk really at all. I think he maybe was asked like three questions or something like that. And while he didn't make any mistakes, he... I wouldn't say he put his best foot forward. Nobody really knows what he's about. No one knows anything about him. Asa Hutchinson um, did make a mistake, which I'll get to later on. I believe he made a mistake. Uh, He didn't get to talk a lot. And Doug Burgum, who looks like a vampire, um, he didn't talk a lot, although he didn't make any real mistakes. He's just not someone that I could envision as being president. So, with opening statements, DeSantis started off pretty strong, and he took shots at Biden, Bidenomics, and inflation, basically saying if Bidenomics is working and inflation is down, as Biden claims, why is the average American paying more for everyday goods, eggs, gas, why is gas up 40%, things like that, and he took a shot at Hunter Biden's paintings, basically relating it to the average American struggling to make ends meet and Hunter Biden is walking free when he shouldn't be should be in prison not getting money for paintings and immediately Mike Pence tried to butt in and he actually got shut down by Brett Barr because he wasn't mentioned so the way the debate works is if you get asked a question you get a minute to respond and if someone mentions you in their response you get 30 seconds to respond to that Mike Pence wanted to talk for the entire two hours. Uh, thank God he was not allowed. Um, although Brett did kind of let him go off the rails at one point. He eventually did rein him back in saying something along the lines of Mr. Vice President. This isn't helping anybody. We want to hear what everybody has to say to help us pick who is the best nominee. Um, so, But immediately he tried to butt in because DeSantis said something about the Trump administration. So here's the thing. Mike Pence was a part of the Trump administration, absolutely. However, everything, every success that the Trump administration had can be attributed to Trump more than Pence, in my opinion, just because of their positions, of who had more power, of who was able to actually decide and veto the decisions. So I think that it's going to be extremely hard for Pence to get elected because really everything he did, it wasn't him, it was Trump. While it still was a small part him. So the next opening, uh, Vivek, who is really running on the fact that he's a new generation guy. He's a 38-year-old and he has this image for America where Republicans, he say, stop running from things, stop running from the woke left, and kind of have their own ideas and morals and things that they can do. So he's, I would say, kind of a progressive in that way, of he wants to look to the future, and he wants to have some change. And so he gets a huge roar immediately by shaming everybody on stage, um, both for what they stand in, what they've done in the past, and kind of what they believe in. Nikki Haley has a pretty good opening statement. She goes hard at the Republicans that okayed the COVID bill, saying that it's really kind of their fault that we're in this mess, which is not um exactly untrue. Right, the Rhinos. And Pence is asked about spending and just kind of doesn't say anything at all about spending. He gives a he gives a politician's answer, which is really what he is. And so it looks like Vivek and and DeSantis were doing really well. And then Pence and Vivek started to go out. it. Uh, They started yelling back and forth at each other. Um, Not really yelling, actually. Pence kind of did raise his voice a little bit. Vivek got shots taken at him the whole night and was just smiling, was just happy about it. Very charismatic. Pence was a lot more serious. Pence really wanted to get his points in, and he wanted to... Of, it it kind of sounded like he just wanted to talk. He didn't really want to be there. He just wanted to be able to explain himself for the two, entire two hours. And DeSantis at, uh, gets asked something about COVID. And he kind of started shoving Florida in people's faces, which is really what he should do, what he needs to do to be able to win. He has a proven track record. He can say, this is what I did. This is what I'm going to do because I we, we see I've done this. And so he said, Florida really didn't lock down. We had kids in schools. Everybody that did lock down, you should be ashamed of yourself. And then he talks about Fauci. And he says, I would have sat down with Fauci and I would have said, you're fired. So he kind of pulls a little Trump thing there. Uh, which I don't know if that was intentional, but it was kind of funny. And something I noticed, Vivek just would not stop smiling no matter what he would he would laugh he seemed very good natured about the shots being taken at him he would not stop smiling and he mentioned a good point he said reform versus revolution so what vivek wants is he wants a revolution he believes that the american people need kind of a new identity or need any identity we need to stop being divided and we need to be able to fight for something that's I think pretty understandable. I, I think I agree with that. And so Asa Hutchinson um, then talks about the fourteen percent less government employees that happened in while well, he was governor of Arkansas. Um, and he mentioned leaving his predecessor with a two million dollars surplus. And he said that he was one of the most, he talked about being one of the most pro-life governors out there, one of the most pro-life politicians out there. And so, things kind of took a turn there, and Martha McCallum asked a weird question about climate change. Now, I say it was a weird question because, first of all, the way it was phrased, she said, raise your hand if you believe in climate change. Um, Climate change is not a Republican issue. It's not a conservative issue. Climate change is for the the left. If Republicans and conservatives start talking about climate change, they will lose. That is not an issue for them. It's really not. But Martha McCollum says raise your hand if you believe in climate change being man-made. Something of that. So DeSantis butts in and said, We're all not schoolchildren here. I can just take this question. I'm not raising my hand. And I agree with that. That's a horrible way to run a debate. DeSantis said so as much. You don't raise your hand on the debate stage. You debate. And that's what DeSantis said. He said, We're all here to debate. We're all here to listen to each other. Let's debate. I can take the question. And so he took it. And his answer was not important. And then the question got passed to Vivek. And Vivek said... I am the only person on this stage not bought and paid for, which is probably true, come to think of it, they're all politicians, now, they might be bought and paid for by the right people, or by the people that they actually agree with, and so that they're not just spouting talking points, they actually believe in what they're saying. However, I would say almost all of them, with possibly the exception of DeSantis, are indeed bought and paid for. And Vivek came out and just said climate change, the climate change agenda is a, is a hoax. It's not man-made, it's not real. Climate change, of course, the climate is changing, he said, but climate change is not man-made. And that might be a hindrance on the rest of his campaign, coming out and saying that. However, i respect him for saying it if that's what he truly believes that is probably one of the best things you can hope for is someone saying what they actually believe regardless of if it's correct or not if he maybe sees some science to say it isn't correct then say that if if he then changes his position down the line because he says he's seen uh science that says it is correct that's fine that doesn't make him a flip-flopper that means he's learned something and the rest of the politicians can learn something from him he says more people are dying of climate change policies than climate change which is a fact and then chris christie uh, chimes in and the fat slob has said that and did say that he has had enough of ch- a chat gbt response bot and he compares him to barack obama And because he does this, because Vivek's opening line was, if you're wondering who this skinny kid is with a weird last name, let me introduce myself to you. And Chris Christie says, the last person who stood on this stage and said, if you're wondering who the skinny kid is with a weird last name, it was Obama. And Vivek shoots back at Christie and says, it was people like Chris Christie who are why Barack Obama got elected and he's going to do the same thing, and now he's going to help elect Vivek Ramaswamy. Nikki Haley um, made a great point when asked the question about climate change, and she said it's it's other countries that are polluting the earth. It's not America. We need to focus on the other countries who are carbon emissions and yada yada, Russia, China, all these countries who we outsource to. They're the countries really polluting the earth. It's not America. And Tim Scott says that we need to bring jobs back to America and take them away from these other countries that are polluting. And that's kind of how we help the climate crisis and how we help pollution in the earth. Because America is not the one polluting the earth. He agrees it's other countries. And this is true. Um, America has cut their carbon emissions in half in the past 25 years. So these are all very good points being made. Nikki Haley makes a federalist case for pro-lifes, as it needs to be. They they switched up, and they started asking about, would you pass a bill to ban abortions past 6 weeks, 15 weeks, or would you allow abortions on demand, Um, stuff like that. Nikki Haley, she made the federalist case. She said it shouldn't have been in the courts, and the state should have a right to decide. And so Pence believes that he can make a bill because 70% of Americans agree that there shouldn't be abortions after 15 weeks I'm not sure where he got that statistic I'm not saying it's not correct I'm just saying I couldn't find it um, and so Pence versus Haley kind of broke, in, broke out and it became a pro-life battle uh, where Haley said just leave it to the states and Pence said no, we're, I'm going to make a bill if I'm president and Nikki Haley said you can't make a bill because you don't own the house and the Senate," she and Pence said. "But seventy percent of Americans agree with me," and Nikki Haley said. "But seventy percent of the politicians elected don't, which is a very good point." And then Doug Burgum pulls out a pocket bill of rights out of his suit. I don't really know why he had that on him. I don't think he just carries that around with him. If he does, that's weird, but good for him. If he doesn't weird move just to pull that out in the middle of the debate and then they get asked about guns and governor chris christie former governor chris christie uh, says that stop blaming people killing other people on guns and we need to arrest violent criminals and laws apply to everybody including hunter biden absolutely true on both counts both laws apply to everybody including hunter biden chris christie says the doj would arrest hunter biden under him give him 10 years in prison like he's supposed to have but also that we need to arrest violent criminals which i agree is correct and vivek agrees says we need more cops in the streets on the beat and that we need to also fix the mental health crisis so vivek says open institutions like we had before we closed a bunch of these institutions that we've had for mental health but he says don't pump them full of drugs that's not what we're doing we're gonna give them a purpose we're gonna give them faith we're gonna he says the mental health crisis is a search for purpose which I believe the crisis like it spiked absolutely is the way you're seeing teens suddenly claim that they have mental health is absolutely a cry for help a search for purpose now the people that actually have mental health diseases and actually have mental health diseases, th- maybe give them some drugs if a doctor says it's okay. But Vivek says that's not really the answer for the mass hysteria that is happening, which I agree with, because it's like this gender ideology thing that's spiked in the past years. The mental health crisis has absolutely spiked in the past years, going along with this mental uh, with this gender ideology. They're both going on the same wave, and they're both cries for help, search for purposes, and indoctrination, also. And Brett Bear asks uh, DeSantis a question. He says, crime is up in Florida. What do you have to say about this, or something like that? And DeSantis shuts him down. He says, no. Crime is at a 50-year low in Florida. And Brett says, oh, but not in Miami. Ask your questions correctly, Brett. You sound like an idiot there, bud. But DeSantis shuts him down, talks about what he's done in in Florida, talks about the the 50-year low and how he removed crime. And DeSantis said he did this partially by removing the DAs that were Soros placed and bought and paid for. And then Doug B- Burgum says we need small-town morals to fix this crime wave. Says in the small towns, people help each other, yada yada, which isn't un- necessarily untrue. Says in the, in the big towns, people just kind of stay out of each other's way unless they're committing crimes. And Asa Hutchinson says he wants to enforce the law. No more smash and grab. These are all really basic answers. The, the two best answers, absolutely, or the three, actually, I would say. Chris Christie, Vivek, and DeSantis. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, said that Trump w- was the best uh, president of the current century, which I believe I agree. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. And he said, I believe he said the 21st century. And says, kind of shoots at Chris Christie for. Being a hypocrite. Because Chris Christie says that Trump ran on vengeance and grievance. And he again is running on vengeance and grievance. And that's why he will not win. And Vivek says, hold on a second, Chris. Your entire campaign currently is built on vengeance and grievance on Trump. And Vivek makes Chris Christie laugh. And then Chris Christie just starts getting booed to no end. It it goes on for 30 to 45 seconds. And eventually, Brett Baer has to actually turn around to the crowd and say, hey, you guys aren't helping by booing if you want to hear people. You guys kind of need to call it down. Which, no, keep booing, crowd, keep booing. Chris Christie is a horrible fat slob. Vivek Ramaswamy then continues to go at Chris Christie. After the booing has ended, it was still his time to talk. And Tim Scott talks about firing Merrick Garland and other kind of puppets in politics. And Vivek wants to shut down the FBI, which I absolutely agree with. Vivek wants to shut down a bunch of things. He talks it later about shutting down the Department of Justice. It's not Sorry, not the Department of Justice. The Department of Education, the FBI. talks about shutting down a lot of people. And DeSantis... So they also, they get asked about January 6th, which again is a losing issue. That's not something Republicans need to talk about. Republican people that are voting don't care about January 6th. We don't care about it. Maybe the leftists care about it. They can ask Biden about it and he can say, huh? What? January 6th? But Ron DeSantis doesn't need to answer about January 6th. And he says as much. He says, I don't care about January 6th. I care about january 20th 2025 when harris will okay the next the um results of the next election i care about the future and he talks about being a navy sail and putting the mission above all else he kind of got that in twice there uh that's a that's a huge talking point of his and so asa hutchinson kind of makes a mistake here i wouldn't say it's it's I wouldn't say it's like political suicide, but on January sixth, he just gives a not good answer and he gets booed. um, Talking about, I honestly don't, I don't know, but I don't know if it was it was, if it was a mistake by him to to not side with everybody else on that stage. Say what you believe in is a great thing. Yeah. Um, so Nikki Haley then <clears throat> excuse me, Nikki Haley makes a very weird remark and says that Trump is the most disliked politician in America which this is not true is not true at all he's actually one of the most liked politicians in America if you can call him a politician and they get asked who would pardon Donald Trump and Vivek says on day one I would Vivek this is something he is very strong on he says we need to to focus on actual justice and he says he would pardon trump on day one now vivek and desantis both would not support more spending to ukraine they were the only two that would say that said so and vivek is about very strong borders he says we need to we need to focus on our own borders instead of sending resources to other countries borders and Chris Christie takes another shot at Donald Trump when asked about Ukraine saying he was wrong to call Vladimir Putin a genius and brilliant and see this is the problem with modern politics um they're afraid to call their enemies smart Putin was in power, Putin has been in power for an extremely long time, and you don't get to be in power for that long by not being smart. Putin started his first term in 2000, and it ended in 2008, okay? And then the rules of of Russia said you couldn't serve more than two terms at the time said that, So, Dmitry Medvedev took over for one term. You're dumb to think that Vladimir Putin wasn't actually the president then. He was the president. The name of the president was Dmitry Medvedev, and in his ear was absolutely Vladimir Putin. And then Vladimir Putin got elected again from 2000, present. So, all in all, Vladimir Putin has probably been in power for 23 years. You don't get to be in power for 23 years... In a country that has elections, without being a genius and without being extremely smart, I would rather someone like Trump, who thinks that Putin is extremely smart and won't underrate him and will do what needs to be done to stop him, than Chris Christie, who thinks Putin is an idiot and will get destroyed by Putin because he's underrating him. And then Vivek says the single greatest threat we face is China and Russia together, and at this point Pence won't shut up. Pence continues to talk for like three minutes. They need to shut off his microphone. They need to be able to shut off people's microphones. And so Doug Bartham is for deterrence and strength, says we need to put anti-ship missiles on Taiwan, and that's how we're going to stop, because you stop someone with deterrence, and you get deterrence by having strength, and we need actual strength on these countries and Tim Scott then comes out very hard in the finish. He wants to fire the 8,000 IRS agents that were h- hired by Biden, not directly, but hired under Biden. He wants to hire border patrol officers and we need to finish the wall. And then again, we we continue to need to to shut off Pence's microphone. He, you weren't talked about Pence stop talking. He was he was he was annoying me extremely. And Uh, DeSantis finished pretty hard talking about sending troops to Mexico to shut down cartels and fentanyl rings. And he is for education, not indoctrination. He said as much as he eliminated CRT and gender ideology in Florida schools. Vivek Ramaswamy had a pretty hard ending, wanted to shut down Department of Education. And he has this great idea where... High school seniors, in order to graduate, have to pass the same civics test that immigrants have to pass. That is one of the greatest ideas I've heard in a in a long time. There's no downside to that. There's only upside. It teaches people about America, what America stands for, what America was founded on, and will probably help end this craziness. And Vivek Ramaswamy also talked about ending fatherlessness, talked about ending the welfare state. And making it more, um, just making it better in general for two parent households, then he, uh, a single mother should not be able to make more by herself without a husband from a welfare state. And then Mike Pence says something stupid. He says, We need a president that's not too old, referring to Biden and Trump and not too young, referring to Vivek Ramaswamy, and he gets booed on this because the crowd seemed to like Vivek um, a lot. And also, Mike Pence is 64 years old. He's not a young guy, but he also looks really old. Maybe it's just the white hair. He, he looks about the same age as Trump. It's weird. Vivek Ramaswamy responds to him, says, no, we actually do need someone that's too young. We need a different generation of person that they will lead us into the promised land. And something very interesting was about how Vivek will defend his positions. He's not the underdog anymore. If you remember the last election when Trump was president and they had Democratic debates, this guy named Bernie Sanders was in charge Er, not in charge, sorry. He was in the lead for an extreme amount of time. Nobody thought Biden would win. Biden had, like, three electoral votes to... Not electoral votes. Biden had, like, three caucus votes to Bernie's, like, 100 or something like that. It was a huge margin for the first two debates in the first couple of caucuses. And what ended up happening was Bernie Sanders was in the lead and the limelight was on him. He was forced to defend his positions. And so for the weeks that he was in the lead, he was pointing to Cuba as one of the countries that we should follow, as one of the socialist countries. He's a socialist, right? So he was pointing to these countries like Cuba and Venezuela, and everybody was looking at him and was like, what do you mean those countries are pieces of shit? Excuse my language. They're not good countries. They're third world countries. They're dangerous countries. They're crime-running countries. The inflation in Venezuela is the highest in the world. And it didn't end up good for Bernie because he was in the lead and he couldn't defend what he was actually saying. And so Biden took over during the end. Now, the same thing could happen to Vivek where he is in the limelight and he's not really able to defend his positions. Or he's in the limelight, he gets more talking time, and he starts to defend his positions. Honestly, he's defending them fine now, so I'm not going to say better. He just continues to defend his positions. And he steals more votes away from DeSantis and Trump. Now, the people that vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump. However, Vivek and DeSantis are really the two other frontrunners, and I think they're going to steal votes away from each other, and Trump is going to be the nominee again. Currently, that is probably... What's going to happen, in my opinion? Vivek made a great case for being vice president. And the reason I say that, give him four years, let him get in politics, see how it works, see how to push things, see how to speak. Although he's already an extremely good talker. Maybe don't see how to speak. Don't don't ever talk like a politician, Vivek, please. Continue to talk how you talk, like a businessman. But just give him four years of experience, then he runs for president. And I don't think anybody really can stop him. He is about the same charismaticness he has about the same charisma. Don't know why I said charismaticness. That's not a word. He has about the same charisma as Trump. He he insults people a lot less. And I actually thinking about it, I think Trump was kind of nice to not be in this debate. If you line up everybody in the debate, go and watch it. For yourself don't just take my word for anything i'm saying here although please do um if you line up everybody in that debate and you put trump in the middle they all look worse with the exception of vivek and possibly desantis every single one of them looks worse they look less charismatic they look less strong they hit all their for the most part they hit all their talking points it's an extremely strong field i think nobody really made any mistakes And they're all okay candidates, but if you put them next to Trump, they all look immediately worse, in my opinion, just because of the way he debates, the way he talks, and the responses that he is able to to stir up. And so currently, I think the three people that actually have a shot are Trump, Vivek, and DeSantis. The first two or three to drop out will probably be Doug Burgum. Asa Hutchinson and Tim Scott, although I think it's very possible that Tim Scott gets a cabinet position. Nikki Haley will probably stay in the race for a while on her couple of percents, but I don't think she's gonna make any real strides. And Pence is also going to stay in the race, but I don't think he's gonna get any real strides and if he ever gets on a debate stage with Trump, I think Trump has his sights set on DeSantis in the forefront and then in the background, Pence. That's just my take on things. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen, to episode thirteen of In Real Life with Evan Halpern. See you later. Should be back with more episodes in the upcoming days. Have a good one.